BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast, Here for the Right Reasons. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and The Bachelor is back into our lives. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Remind you, you can listen on Spotify. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes. And just celebrate the fact that we have some Bachelor content to watch. On this week's episode, we caught up with Chris Harrison, the longtime host. He gave us an insight into the new show, Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. Before we get to that, my wonderful colleague and coworker, Us Weekly Senior Entertainment Editor, Emily Longaretta, is going to join me to break down what we just watched. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm great because I just watched Bachelor Listen to Your Heart. <laughs> I'm feeling so good after that. I guess I really needed some Bachelor content back in my life. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not The Bachelor. It's not The Bachelorette. It's not even Bachelor in Paradise. However, I think it's definitely watchable. A hundred percent. I think it it should have been promoted as Bachelor in Paradise meets whatever it is, The Star is Born. born. Really is much more Bachelor in Paradise than it is The Bachelor. Right. So let's just like jump into the recap. We're going to talk a little bit about the contestants, love triangles, and how it worked. And then you can hear Chris Harrison's take and his sell on why the show is everything. So first, can we talk about how upfront they are that they literally just like copied a Star's Born? A hundred percent are completely fine with it. <laughs> like, like Chris Harrison is just straight up like, did you watch Star's Born? No, this show's for you. I'm confused. Like, is Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, like, are they getting paid for this? Like, is the producers getting paid for this of the, of the Star is Born? Because we are just like, this is full Star is Born. Right. It kind of seems like an ad almost. Yeah, absolutely. We know that Bachelor is really good at the, their ads. So <laughs> yeah, it's a missed opportunity if there's not like some sort of streaming code to download like the soundtrack <laughs> or something like in the future, like they're missing out. Absolutely agreed. Which, you know what, it's funny because obviously they reference Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga singing together and their chemistry and stuff, which was great, you know. But it also reminded me of, in Jessica Simpson's book, she talked about how singing with Nick Lachey was like when they felt the closest and like being on stage. And John Mayer tried to like recreate that with her in the studio, but it like brought her back. So this was giving me like Nick and Jessica vibes more than Gaga and Cooper vibes. I love that so much that you said that. And honestly, it made me realize like, I totally understand the like attraction grows so much more on stage. I did musical theater when I was younger. Not great. But I, I, when I did theater, it was like, I was always more attracted to like the lead guy if he was on stage, like he was super more attractive. And then I'd like see him the next day at school and be like, oh, just kidding. But I think like when they're on stage, they're like 10 times more attractive. So I totally get this. Wait, I love that. And as someone who wishes they did musical theater, but has no talent, (laughs) and was too scared to ever even try to like be an extra. 
um, this is like my dream. It's like high school musical in real life. Like they're just, they're in a different mansion, not the bachelor mansion, but a very similar vibe. This and is real nice. I'm going to yeah, say it's, it's bigger. The hot tub is huge. The hot tub is giant. Like I'm feeling it. Like, are we going to get a lot of group hot tub, hot tub scenes? It seems, it seems that way. I was not expecting hot tub dates on night one and they happened. Right. They're either in the hot tub or they're by the piano. Right, which obviously they're by the piano or playing guitar. There was a lot of people playing music night one. I was like, this is very, very, like, this is starting off very intensely with the music, which obviously is a great thing for this show. Right. It seems like a musical. But my question is, do you, they had to get like these songs, like the copyright, like, are they, could they sing anything they want? Or do they have like a list of songs they're allowed to play? That's a great question, but we, we, we should have asked Chris Harrison that because <laughs> we should I have. saw in the, in the promo in the beginning, I saw that they sing like Backstreet Boys at one point and I was like, wait, what? Like, and in the episode they sang John Mayer and there's just so much happening that like really big, good songs. So, and of course we saw them singing Shallow because it wouldn't be this show without that. Of course. It's basically the theme song, but I I mean, like on the dates, like the gravity date, which we'll get into, like, I kind of understand, like they were working with John Mayer's producers and stuff. So clearly there was some sort of deal, which I think is amazing that John Mayer is the first person they're singing. But when they're just like in the mansion singing Stand By Me by the piano, like casually, like I I wonder, because remember on like Big Brother and like other reality shows when they sing, they yell at them because they don't have the copyright. Yep, exactly. So I'm just interested in that. Well, I'll have to look into it. I'll, I'll, I'll try, try my sources and get back to you guys. (laughs) Perfect. Um, but okay, so the first like major love triangle was between Jamie, Ryan, and Trevor. How are you feeling? Because I'll tell you right now, when I started taking some notes on contestants, I starred Trevor because I was very attracted to him, which I think the rest of the world will be too. However, the minute she started being interested in Trevor, I felt real bad for Ryan because I feel like Ryan has a really good heart. Yeah. So Trevor, if you guys don't know, is the one who was on American Idol and like Katy Perry was like fawning all over him. And he ha- had a girlfriend at the time, and this was in 2018. So he had a girlfriend who like went on, did interviews with him afterward on Good Morning America. I have Googled and found them. So I- I'm very curious to see like where his career goes, because I think he's clearly trying to make it as a musician. I mean, he did American Idol. So like he- he's a very serious musician in my mind. Right. Well, so it's like we talked about this with Chris Harrison a little bit, the whole here for the right reasons thing. Like that's a big drama on The Bachelor. But for this, it's like, what is the right reason for to be a famous or to fall in love? Like it's kind of both. So it's, it's a little weird because they're using each other a little bit more transparently. Right. Absolutely. And I think that he, Trevor is very open about his love for music. Um, something that really was strange to me was that Jamie kept saying that she had this like really strong connection with Trevor, that she had a lot in common and she felt open with him. But like, it was very clear to me that their connection was 99% physical. Right. And it's like Trevor, not only is he very like serious about his music career, I think he's serious about wanting to be a reality star because he was like referencing Stars Born. Like he like was kind of playing the game a little bit. And I think that's also kind of why he went for Jamie because you could, you could tell like she, like they could like have potential match. Whereas Ryan came off a little bit more like innocent and like young and confused to me. And he looks right, like Ryan gave me, who does he look like? Kind of looks like Shawn Mendes with the hair. Oh, interesting. I got like a very much Panic of the Disco vibe oh, from him. They're so. my eyeliner. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I liked him. I, I was very happy that even though she didn't pick him, that he like got to stay because Rudy picked him. I don't see how him and Rudy would ever work, but ultimately I'm thrilled that he's still there. Rudy is a whole nother problem. But Jamie, she's only 21 and every guy she's ever dated has cheated on her. 
So I was like, how many serious relationships have you been in at 21? I don't know. She has a beautiful voice. We learned that on the John Mayer date. Like she, and she's really cute, but like she's 21 and was in a love triangle within seconds after talking about how like she hates drama and like a hard boyfriend cheated on her. So like, I feel like she's going to be quite the like situation to watch. Here's, here's my thing. So in the promo at the end, they show that this woman is coming, coming on the show and she knew Trevor's ex-girlfriend. Trevor admits in the early promo to emotional cheating. And during that early promo, they cut to Jamie crying and being like, I'll live with that regret forever. But I watched the the promo, both promos again after I watched the episode and realized that that outfit that she's in when she's crying is that that's from night one. So clearly oh. like that has nothing to do with Trevor. His emotional cheating is him telling the ex, like, yes, I telling the ex's friend, yes, I cheated on my ex. There was emotional cheating. So he doesn't Got cheat it. on Jamie. I want to clear that up now because I feel like they have like some sort of connection that's going to like last longer. I, I I have a feeling that they're going to be like the couple that comes out of this at the end. I don't know. I have no you idea about anything. I do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be like super shocked because I, I think they're both dedicated to the cause. Like I could see them having a real connection and then wanting to see it through because they also know like their music career, their whole career would go farther. Like this is going to be the definition of like, when bachelor couples get together, their Instagram followers like skyrocket. And now there's so much more on the line. A hundred percent. It's upping the game. Which again, I like that they're actually being kind of transparent about. Like, it's like, if I don't get a rose, I don't get to stay. I don't get a music career. I don't get my voice on ABC every week. Like it's fascinating versus like, you're just here to be the bachelorette. You're just here to be an Instagram influencer. Like, yeah, they are. And it's all good. Right. Exactly. I think that that it's, it's okay here. Yeah. I liked Trevor, but I also, I didn't like his jacket. Wait, so was he, I'm, let's just talk a little bit about the um, fashion that was happening because you want to call I'm, it that. I'm so confused with maybe the weather situation because he was wearing like this jacket. If you Google like Pacey winter Dawson's Creek season three, he was wearing like this ja- this brown jacket. It's the same one. And yeah. it had this like fur outline. And then Brandon had on like a winter jacket at the rose ceremony. I'm just so confused. Like and- is the rose supposed to be supposed to be formal some of the guys had ties on and then these guys were had like their winter jackets on like they were going skiing and the girls were all in like the skimpy classic like outfits so clearly they watched the show well were they but they weren't they weren't really like bachelor rose ceremony outfits. no they were paradise-y. like paradise with a little bit more like a little bit more material so i would say like a lot of animal print which i thought yeah. was strange i mean rudy had on an animal print romper with a cutout. <laughs> Rudy also changed, I feel like, multiple times. Yes. She let's talk about Rudy. Yeah, let's talk about Rudy. She, Rudy she really made me laugh a lot. Rudy, well, we I knew it was going to be trouble when her first like line was like, she feels like she's in love all the time. Yes. Like, oh, you're great for a reality show about where you're going. And like, so first she, she meets Matt, who's very cute. Yes. But he doesn't know who Chris Harrison is. Right. He thought he was Chris Hansen, which uh, love that. Loves that. Love that. So they like have a thing. They're in the hot tub. They're awkwardly like talk about kissing, but don't kiss. And you think it's like a connection for sure. But then total plot twist, Matt gives Mel with the purple hair, his date card, which we've never even seen them speak. So I I don't know what was happening, but he also allegedly told Rudy that he was going to take her on the date. We didn't see that, which I think is a little weird. And he seemed shocked when she brought that up. But I also was just really confused by that. She seemed real upset about something that she, someone she knew for 12 hours. She was like Jessica on Love is Blind. 
A hundred percent. Very, very upset. However, if he said to her, like, I'm taking you out on the date, and then she, she was like, he was like, JK, I'm going to invite Mel. Of course you'd be mad. Right. I'm sure he probably did say that. And now he's trying to be like, it's a show. Like, calm down. <laughs> also, but when when they were on their date, which um, was Plain White Tees singing, great. Great. Um, love, love a good band plug. They At like a random backyard. <laughs> like 12 people in the audience. Yeah. Like, how do you get to be an extra on the show? Right. Rudy was singing at the piano. That girl can sing. Yeah, so I'm hoping she makes it long enough. And I think she does via the promo to like get a career out of this because that's where she needs to be focusing her attention. Yeah. I mean, those two were doomed. Clearly. I'm kind of sad. We didn't get to see them on an official date, but it was well, gonna be Matt and Mel clearly didn't have a connection either because we didn't, sh- they barely showed their date. You know, if they had an, att- had a connection, we would have shown them kissing. Like we saw with Ryan and Jamie. Right. All of a sudden she likes Gabe. <laughs> I don't even know who Gabe is to be exactly. honest. Like, it was kind of hard to follow. All there were couples. a lot of brunette guys. <laughs> and, and then Julia was basically the bachelorette. You know, and I was surprised. Not that she's like, I think she's very attractive and very charming, but she's not usually like on these kind of shows. Like she's not, she doesn't show a ton of skin. She doesn't wear like, you know, a ton of makeup. And every guy was really into her. I loved that. Right. And she opened up about having cystic fibrosis. Like she's mm-hmm. just, she was just the kind of type who is like an every, like a, your girl next door. Yeah. I really liked her and I really liked Sheridan. I knew you were going to like Sheridan. Okay. Sheridan is the one with the long hair, obsessed with his Subaru and his hats. Tell me why you like Sheridan. Okay. I like him because he's a real guy and he does not care what people think. It is clear that he knows. And he says this on the show, like all these guys are super attractive. They're all in better shape than me. They're all this. But he doesn't change who he is. Like he doesn't. He doesn't take off his rings. He doesn't take off his hat. He doesn't want to cut his hair. He's just like, this is who I am. If I find someone who likes me, great. If not, I'm going home. Love that about him. Yeah. So he was into Julia. She briefly had a thing with Brandon. She kissed him. Yeah, she was doing some kissing. Good for her. He was singing. All of a sudden, she was like, I like Ryan, even though Ryan was clearly like in a thing with um, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> That just kind of went away. They never followed up with that. She was like singing with him at the piano. They were singing Stand By Me. And I thought yeah, she, she should like make a run for him. Yeah. She also kissed Josh, the bald guy. Right. That was wild. <laughs> and then Sheridan pulled the like, I wrote a song and I need you to help me finish it. And like, I know you like him, but that was the most generic song on the planet. Like it had nothing to do with her. The song wasn't good. I'm going to say. <laughs> it wasn't good. He's got a great voice. He can play guitar. But that was not like the most iconic original lyrics of all time. If they do, if they start collaborating, he can play the music. She should probably write the songs. Yeah. Um, and so after they're like meeting during the thing, we get a cocktail party, which is the next day. I, I assume that is the next day. Yes. And real quick, I mean, Michael Todd or Dodd, or whatever that guy's name I was. I understand they had to bring on someone that wasn't likable, like a villain character, but clearly he wasn't even the villain because he's art, like already gone. Right, and he came in with an original song called Hot Touch. And everyone was like, I don't know what Hot Touch is. I also do not know. Yeah, that was really bad. And he I was very And he to Savannah, which Savannah was one who I thought we were going to get a lot more of Savannah. Me too. I think she's gorgeous, and I think she has she has more of a bachelor in paradise feel to me. Like she, I don't know. She just seems, she says she's like a free spirit. They showed her like doing yoga. Like I I really like her and I feel like we didn't see anything of her. And I kind of thought they were going to give us like, she was going to be like the bad girl. Cause it was like, her confidence is so intimidating. Same, Yeah. She was like, kind of like the, like, Oh, she's too cool. But then she seemed to get along with all the girls really well. And maybe it's like, they're not going to be able to 
edit it that way. Right. Which thrilled about, to be honest, because I would love to not have like a cat fight. Yeah. Well, she gave her rose to Brandon, who is the guy at the Marine, right? Yes. He's, yeah, he's the Marine who we didn't see too much of, but like he had this great gray jacket on. So I was into that. Yeah. He was cute. She believes in him as a man and as a musician. So that's good. That's quite the statement to make after knowing someone for 48 hours, but that's fine. I know they have to talk like that, but on the show, it just comes off. Like on The Bachelor, it's like, I don't know. You know, these people are just playing the, I don't know. They're on The Bachelor. It's more like they're there for the show and they all are copying the show and they're like kind of just repeating it. But on this, it's almost like, I feel like these people kind of believe it. Oh, a hundred percent. These people are completely like under, they 100% think that this is, that this is real. Not that this isn't real, but like, they're really buying into it, which I give them credit because again, like, I think if you're going to do this show, you got to go all in. So, and they're artsy. So they're all just a little more emotional, maybe in general, a hundred percent. You have to remember like drama, like drama majors in college and in high school and all that, like they're more dramatic. Of course they are. So it's not a bad thing. That's just who they are. Well, the way they did it was very similar to Bachelor in Paradise, like we said, where they had 12 guys and eight girls, and the girls gave out the roses, so four guys got sent home, including the guy in the leather jacket that was like Danny Zuko vibes, but nerdy. I, I don't even remember who that was. Oh, Russell, yes. In which, like, I felt like for a minute there were a couple mentions of him, and then we never even heard him speak, so. Yeah. The bald guy, Josh. I was kind of surprised he got sent home. I liked him, and I was kind of sad, to be honest, but I was really, I really wanted Matt to stay. So I was happy that Cheyenne picked him out of nowhere. Don't really know anything about Cheyenne, but was happy she saved Matt. Yeah, I think Cheyenne was playing playing the game. Like Matt's in the drama. We gotta like gotta keep him around. You mean the producers were telling her we gotta keep him around? (laughs) Totally. And then plot twist, Rudy gave hers to Ryan. Well, I I also so at first I thought there's still a love triangle going on. Same kind of thing. Producers want Ryan to stick around. That makes sense. Then I watched the promo and Rudy and Matt are singing a duet together later. So is there something between them? Because I would have never thought that. Oh my God. Maybe. I've done some very deep dive into the promo. Yeah, I need to rewatch the promos. <laughs> I just know that Rudy is going to deliver as a reality star. I have all the faith in the world in her. Like, 100%, if she doesn't find love in this, bring her to paradise. Totally. And honestly, can you imagine on paradise if they just start, like, singing and, oh. like, you have freaking, like, Blake Horseman doing, like, TikTok dances to the songs? Like, it, this is a whole new world. It really is. And I give Chris Harrison so much credit for this and whoever's idea this was because I liked it so much better than I thought. Within the first five minutes, one of the girls says, I hopped off the plane at LAX. And I was like... Are we quoting Miley Cyrus purposely or very confused but real into it? Yeah, it was like, it was, I don't know if it needs to be the full two hour, like The Bachelor does. Absolutely not. Yeah, and there's like less people, there's like the same amount of people, but kind of less people because they clearly were only highlighting certain couples. It's kind of like In Love is Blind in the beginning when there's like a million, but then you really only started focusing on the main couples. Absolutely. And I don't think they need to be two hours, and but it's only six episodes. So I guess that was, they could have spread it out probably. Yeah, I'm kind of happy about the six episodes, but in the world we live in now, I wouldn't be happy to, I would be happy to also have more TV through the summer. So if they want to extend it, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, Um, I also need to do a shout out because in the beginning they showed biggest names in music industry in the promo. And Mm -hmm. the first person they cut to was Tay Diggs. So I'm very confused. 
Wow. I, he is going to be on the show, I believe. <laughs> and I really love Jay Diggs, big fan of Rent. So big fan that he, he can sing. But like, really? That's the big name in country or in music that you're going to cut to? I wonder if they're going to do like a musical themed week and that's the week he's on or something. What do you, oh, like a musical theater week. Yeah. Well, because like Tamar Braxton is also there. And like Ashley Simpson. <laughs> so many, so many choices here. Ashley, but not Jessica. Right. Really. And with Evan, but no Diana Ross, obviously. <laughs> Biggest names in music, but not Diana Ross. Yeah. I mean, maybe like the way they do American Idol where they did the, I don't know if they still do this because I haven't watched in a while, but the themed weeks, like maybe that'll be a way to keep it. Totally. Like, fresh. My other question is the way that this was explained by Chris in the beginning, and he kind of gets into this more in the interview too, is that after all the couples are formed, it's going to be like musical challenges every week. Because I don't know if I'm going to like that. I don't want to watch American Idol. So yeah, me like, is this going to be like, if it's a music competition and not about the relationship anymore, I don't care. Well, I'm, I kind of feel like, I don't know this for sure, but I think they're going to be scored on like their singing and also their chemistry and like their like their relationship basically. And then maybe if they win, they get like more time in the studio or something. Is there, is there money involved? Is there a prize? I don't. I don't know. A lot of questions. Still. And then it's like, are they going to be acting if they're trying to like sell their chemistry? I have so many questions about this and like it could end up being a hot mess. And like my other question is how do they find so many girls that spell Becca with a K on the show? Every season. Every single season. Like who spells Becca with a K? Like there's just, it's going to be a lot. But I don't know, but they showed her talking to herself in the mirror in the audition video. And I was like, well, this is why she got on this show. Like perfect. Yeah. I also loved and didn't feel we got enough from Brie, the aunt from Utah who was engaged before. Okay, so I had this on, I had my it on my computer and I like looked away for a second and looked back and she has like all these kids crawling all over her and I was so confused. I thought that she had all these children and then I rewound and saw that she was an aunt. So I think that like, are they going to make her be like the motherly kind of one? Because I, I did notice there's no one on this so far that we know of who has kids, which is a little different because usually on Bachelor, like there's always like one or two that's like a single mom. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I guess their, their children is their guitar. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> but she, the problem. she was spending time with a guy named Chris who was like always at the piano Chris Chris was li- lived at the piano I didn't see him in one other spot so he wasn't he, going in the hot tub he wasn't doing anything else I I want to also we have to point out also about the hot tub I've never understood why people go underwater at the hot tub and Rudy went under and which one means me she has really good makeup because her eyes didn't look like raccoonies so like she has great eye makeup but good point. I was very confused about going under and I would have been like, no, I got to go. That's, that's a red flag for me. Who goes under in a hot tub? Yeah. That, I mean, it was like a pool though. It was a hot tub huge. It is giant. Yes, you're right. It is giant. Which, in the bachelor mansion, normally we have a pool, but no hot tub because the hot tubs are reserved for like when they're randomly in the middle of the woods and they just throw a hot tub there. Right. So I guess that's the difference. Yeah. Usually they just have like a little pop-up hot tub. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's a situation. Is there going to be a lot of traveling this season, do we know? I don't think so. I'm curious if they're, because they kept showing, like, these, like, big cities with, like, it looks like Austin with a bunch of, like, little bars. So I was confused if maybe they're going to go to Austin or if they're going to go to Nashville. Like, I don't. Maybe like the final week they they'll be in the mansion probably for like most of it. And then like the finale, they get to go like perform on stage, like somewhere cool. 
Oh, maybe you're right. That would make sense. I mean, that's a total guess. I I don't really know. All the promos are kind of just like them singing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I kind of like that there's a little bit of mystery. Bachelor and Bachelorette and even Paradise is very predictable because we've been watching the same format for so long that this one, like, I don't really understand what the format is. So I guess we'll wait and see. That's true. Well, before we go into Chris, can you give me a little update on what you have been hearing about what they're going to do with Claire's season of The Bachelorette? Yes, absolutely. So um, my sources have been telling me that basically, obviously, safety is first, and that's what they're focused on. But they are scoping out different resorts that they could use. And I will say Reality Steve reported this first. Um, But they're scoping out different resorts. But basically, like, they would do a whole season at one resort. So all the all the dates, all the rose ceremonies, everything would be at one location, which would be very different for uh, Bachelor Nation world. But they also have to figure out what to do with casting. And that's a big deal because they don't know if there is going to be the same group of guys that Claire is probably already talking to on Instagram, uh, or if it's going to be new people and a whole new a whole new cast. So it's really still up in up in the air. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it would be like, we're going to the tennis courts instead of like, we're going to Spain. <laughs> tennis courts. Oh my gosh. I would, I mean, that would be hysterical, but I think like ultimately they are hoping that they can find something to, they can find a way to air this in the fall instead of obviously in the summer, like they or in the spring, like they usually do. But I don't know if that's even going to be possible to do in the fall. Like being honest with the state of everything happening. I can't imagine that that's going to, that that's even possible yet. Yeah, I mean, I would rather have a season at a resort and air in 2020 with Claire than not and like wait another year to do this like traditionally because I mean, Claire came out of left field anyway. Like maybe it would be interesting to mix it up totally. And if it's a disaster, they'll never do it again. But like the core of The Bachelor is about the people and the connections and the ridiculousness, which can still happen at a resort and not, you know, whatever. So if they can figure it out, I'm in. Um, 100%. I think they would also need to be like testing everybody for coronavirus before. So that would be crew, cast, you know, every single person involved, which is hundreds of people. Um, So they would have to test everyone and then they would kind of like rope off the resort. Like no one could come and leave. So even the crew would have to like stay there. And how much would they have to like pay? Yeah. Like free promo, but also like. You're not, I guess no one else is going to the hotel, but then it's like, you think about the coronavirus of it all and the tests and stuff. I mean, the, the priority list of people who need to be tested to go back to work is probably not lining up, you know, the bachelor and healthcare workers and people like who own their own businesses who need to like, make sure. That's my thing. I think that that's the whole, the whole situation is that like, is this really necessary to put people at risk? I don't think so. Yeah, like probably not. I mean, if we're being honest, obviously. But I assume they're, you know, everything I think is just so day by day. Maybe if they think they can do this in like August, there will be some sort of like easier way, you know, if they do the antibodies test, all the stuff that they're working on, they can still make it happen and turn it around by like Christmas, which would be, you know, interesting. I assume everyone who just competed on Peter's season is probably devastated that paradise might be delayed. Right. I mean, because honestly, I can't see a world where Paradise is ready this summer. So they probably would just skip the season. And yeah, I mean, people are going to forget who they are. What are their Instagrams going to look like without this? I mean, I guess they either skip The Bachelorette or they skip Paradise. I don't think they would do both. 
I guess it just, I mean, yeah, exactly. It just depends on how long this lasts. Which it's interesting. You go back to the beginning of the bachelor and stuff. They didn't always used to do the rotating bachelor, bachelorette season. They kind of did whatever was like, right. We don't need, we don't need endless amounts of bachelor. And now we have listen to your heart. Yeah. And we've been spoiled for a long time. So, you know, maybe this means we're going to have to take a little bit of time off from it. We'll see. We will see. Either way, this podcast will go on. And without further ado, you guys can listen to Chris Harrison tell Emily and I all about the show. Give us his thoughts on Peter and Kelly, all the drama, backlash Peter's been getting, the quarantine of it all, and all that good stuff. So here's Chris Harrison. So first of all, we're so excited for The Bachelor to be back in our lives. Even if it's a new show, what can you tell us about the new show and why should people who might be skeptical tune in? Um, It is... Bachelor in Paradise meets A Star is Born. That's the best way to describe it. That's the elevator pitch. Um, But also think much more Paradise, Bachelor, Bachelorette, less, you know, American Idol type show. It really is about those relationships. If we learned anything over the years, it is about forming those relationships, the sincere love. Then we're going to lean into the music part of it. Look, if you're skeptical, and I get that, just know that if you're a Bachelor fan, it's going to have that awesome familiarity. It's going to feel right. But then there's going to be this weird eccentric twist to it that you're not quite sure where it's going. That's why it's so good and so new and so fresh. And I think Bachelor Nation will absolutely, I think, just gobble this thing up. Can you can you talk a little bit about like how the music element is mixed into it and like how that format works? Because I think a lot, some people are a little confused by it. Yeah, and it's, it, that was the cool part about creating the show is we had to figure that out. You know, what is more important? Is it these performances and being on stage? Is it the romance? And we've learned over the years it really has to start and end with a relationship. And so it, at first, it is more like paradise with the rose ceremonies. There's men and women. Women hold, you know, hand out the roses to the guys. Guys will then hand out roses to the women, and, and people will be going home based on those relationships having nothing to do with the music. Music's always a part of the show on the dates and, you know, they'll be at the house playing for each other, but it's not about the performances. Once we establish those relationships, then we get into actual musical performances in front of audiences, in front of uh, celebrity judges, members of Bachelor Nation you guys are going to recognize. Then it is about those performances and the chemistry on stage. Do you believe this couple is really in love or falling in love? So, so much of The Bachelor has turned into like, are they there for the right reasons? And the, the big, you know, it's just, it's a big part of it. Of so with the music side of it, was it hard to find people who you thought like were there for the relationships and not just there for the music? Or were you just kind of just going for it and seeing if the connections were going to form? Was, hard, was it hard to cast this show? You know, we thought that that might be an issue. Uh, but it was funny. Once you realize everybody is there for the music, that is one of the one of the aspects there's two things music and love but once you kind of took the onus off of that and just decided hey everybody's here for music we do want that it kind of just relieved that pressure everyone knows yes we want that but we're all single and we also want to find love and all these musicians that come from crazy walks of life some people have been grinding at this for forever one of the guys had just been on american idol someone came out of their church choir musical theater you name it they all want that relationship and they know it's tough to find being a musician. So are these people that we could possibly see on future seasons of paradise, hoping that one day paradise will be back? (laughs) 
You know, it's not, you know, we, we joked about that. Could some of these people blend in and bleed into the rest of the franchise? I don't see why not. I mean, that, that's the good thing about the Bachelor. There's no rules. It's not like we'd be breaking any regulations. If somebody is single and, you know, we feel would be great for the franchise, why not? Was there anyone from Bachelor Nation already that you wanted to have that you couldn't get on the show that was maybe interested? Well, I mean, obviously, I think everybody would mention Jed and that maybe he was on a season too early and he should have waited for this show. Yeah, Um, I said still the same thing. He needs to be single. Mm -hmm. Fair. It's funny because we can also see some of these people maybe perform on The Bachelor since the musical guest is such an iconic. Oh, look at you. (laughs) I love The The Bachelor is just like this expanding world. I never want it to go away. Has the show ever come to you, though, with an idea where you were like, that's not going to work or a spinoff where you're like, I'm not so sure if I want to be part of that? Or are you always just like, let's try it out? Yeah, I won't say which one. Uh, One of them has already come and gone that I did not want to be a part of. um, And I wasn't. And, you know, there are dozens and dozens of ideas that we throw out. I throw out my, everybody and some of them come to fruition and some of them, some of them are great ideas and they just don't happen. Um, like, you know, we were just talking about doing a, uh, you know, an older version of the bachelor for seniors. Um, I, I don't know where that stands now, that idea. Um, the idea of summer and winter games was, was genius and that actually worked. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's been a ton of ideas. Some come to fruition, some don't, but we, we always throw stuff against the wall and and try to be creative. When I heard this idea at first, I was a little skeptical. I'm like, a star is born meets bachelor. Like I I need to know what this looks like. And we all have to kind of put our, our creative hats on and figure this out, which was kind of fun. We know that Lady Gaga is a bachelor fan. Has she reached out about this idea? She has not, you know, it's a, it's funny. You're right. So Gaga uh, tweeted after Peter's season. I'm like, oh my gosh, Gaga is a part of Bachelor Nation. Are you kidding me? Um, now my long con and my goal is to get Gaga on Listen to Your Heart. I mean, this is a match made in heaven. And really, she was the inspiration for this show. I mean, A Star is Born, Gaga, Bradley Cooper, that moment at the Oscars when I thought they were just going to have sex on stage. Could we create that kind of chemistry? Could we do that with The Bachelor? That was the idea. So I would love for Gaga. Season two, Gaga, if you're listening, come. Come be a part of our family. Absolutely. Um, Is there anyone that you can tell us now that we should be watching out for? Maybe drama starters, maybe front runner people that we should keep an eye on? There's so many good characters. The, the, the odd and cool thing about this is when they get out of the, uh, the, the limo on night one or the SUV, whatever they arrive in, it's still a wet driveway. It's a very different mansion. We're not in the bachelor mansion. We went, we moved to a, a bigger place, a little different vibe. Um, and it was funny. I knew who they were because I had studied who they were, but they don't know me. They don't really know the show. We were just, it was a brand new experiment. And you know, one of the guys was a little like, uh, is that Chris Hansen? Who was it? Who was that? Like, nope, not catching predators, just different show altogether. Uh, but we all had to get to know each other. And there are, some great characters I think you're going to really dive into on episode one. That's the difficulty of starting a brand new show. You don't know these people, but you will very quickly. Would you say that there's going to be like a drama moment? We've had some really dramatic moments these last couple of seasons. I mean, Peter and Hannah, it's been a lot. Would you say there's going to be something that is like on that level of like shocking? Like a fence jump yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you know, I guess someone could jump off a stage. Um, but no, what you have, and, and again, this is something I didn't anticipate, but you have the love and the romance. I've dealt with that before. I've never dealt with the vulnerability and the emotion that goes into performing. 
and then trusting to perform a duet with somebody. And that's what it always is. It's always a duet that added a level of intimacy that I wasn't prepared for. And I didn't understand until I saw it. So yeah, there's a level of drama and don't think bachelor bachelorette villains or that type of drama. It's a really different raw emotional drama that is really, I think going to be unique to this show. Would you say there isn't a villain then in this season? Ah, uh, there's a pot stirrer too. Yeah. I mean, it, but it's not, I, I wouldn't say it's your typical bachelor villain. It's just not the same, but yes, there will be people there stirring the pot. You know, do they have boyfriends and girlfriends back home? All those, the usual trappings. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love a, and I love when they show up. <laughs> well, and I love that they would think that we're not going to find out in this day and age. It's kind of like trying to go rob a house there's not a house on any street in the world that doesn't have 90 cameras on it. You're not going to get away with it. So stop via social media. We know you're dating someone back in Nashville. Stop it. So um, yeah, those days are long gone, everybody. An interesting trend we're seeing now just overall in Bachelor Nation and in dating culture is like people going back to people. Obviously, we know who we're you know, talking about most recently, Tyler and Hannah, Kelly and Peter. But just in general, are you surprised by that trend? And do you think that those couples maybe have an even greater chance because they're kind of stepping away from the show or less of a chance or just anything? Well, first that? of all, the history repeats itself. This is not a trend. Uh, we do this. It's human nature. I mean, I've done it in my own relationships where there is that familiarity, um, you get scared or something traumatic happens or, or whatever that drives you back to something familiar. That happens a lot in relationships. Um, sometimes it's positive. Sometimes you find something fresh and new about each other that you maybe didn't recognize or appreciate. And sometimes it's still toxic and you went back to something that, why did I ever get back in it? Um, and now I got to just break up again. Um, but, you know, again, the Bachelor Bachelorette we don't invent things. This is a microcosm of what's going on in the, in the real world. I mean, Peter, going back to Kelly, um, there was this kind of una unanswered question of they had this chemistry. There was this karma with them running into each other all the time. And could they make this work? I think The Bachelor may be in a bad place for Kelly to be. She just wasn't a good fit. Not that she's a bad person. She's smart. She's beautiful, all those things. But it just wasn't a good fit for her. And I think maybe them you know, quarantining together might be a better environment. Absolutely. Only oh, you could get cameras in there. Exactly. <laughs> um, how do you kind of prepare the contestants for all the eyes on them? Because we know that a lot of these contestants face a lot of backlash after we saw it a lot with Peter's season, Colton's season, things like that. Well, I, I could just tell you personally, I do my part and I, I befriend, you know, Hannah, we exchange numbers, Peter, everybody, and I become friends with them. And I do let them know you're about to be shot out of a cannon. I've been doing this for 20 or 30 years and I, I know what it's like and I have a thick skin. This is what I do for a living. You are going from, you know, Alabama to Jimmy Kimmel Live. It's a big departure. So I try to prepare them and, and I, they have, you know, a toll-free 24-hour hotline to call me. I can walk them through this stuff and help them. And, you know, I try to tell them social media is not everything. It's usually the loudest minority. People scream and yell and, you know, they just want to just kind of stir the pot a little bit. You have to take everything with a grain of salt, but it's tough when social media as a young person is so impressionable upon you. It doesn't make that big of a difference. I understand where my self-worth comes from. And I, I try to teach my kids that. And I try to teach my bachelor kids that. Be careful where you're, where you're getting your news where you're getting your truth, where you're getting your self-worth. 
Absolutely. Chris, thank you so much. much. It was so nice to talk to you. All right. I can't wait to see what you guys think of Listen to Your Heart. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Here for the Right Reasons. A reminder, you can always listen on Spotify, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and come back every week. Let me know if you're watching Listen to Your Heart, and we will keep covering it. I think it's kind of fun to recap, but if you guys aren't interested, we will stay focused on some other Bachelor Nation drama. There's always something working. DMing with Nick Vile as we speak. Um, thank you, Emily, for joining me. Absolutely, anytime. And I hope you guys are all staying safe and have a good one.